Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special episode of the Dom and Josh podcast. Josh, how the heck are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. Uh, pretty excited this week. We got we got two very special guests. The first one. Yeah, we do. The first one returning from last season's finale. Olivia, how are you doing? I am great. I'm so happy to be back, guys. <laughs> Excited sound- to share some stories. <laughs> you sound like you have like a gun to your head, like we're forcing you. <laughs> no, 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 of course just- not. There was no coercing to get me on this podcast. <laughs> Again, that sounds like there was coercing to get no, you on. No, it's the genuinely podcast. there was none at all. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> great start, great start. And we have a, a new guest. We've got Callie. How you doing, Callie? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I feel honored. I'm not gonna lie. Pretty nervous. Pretty big. Uh, pretty big moment for me here to be on the Dom and Josh podcast. I'm uh, feeling a bit stressed, and Josh yeah, has his no. fancy, fancy big boy mic out, so I'm feeling a bit, a bit nervous. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're the. You're like basically a third of Dom and Josh because you've created the logo and like the shirt. That's true. I forgot, I forgot that I'm like involved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's my understanding that you have a a life update that you want to share with us. Yeah. So right now I'm kind of multitasking because I found out a couple of hours ago that I'm going to leave tomorrow morning at 7am and drive down to Virginia for the next like 10 days. Wow. Oh yeah. So I am pack a lacking right now. That's fun. What are you doing in Virginia? Uh, I have some family friends out there with a lake house, and I think that they want some landscaping work done. So I'm gonna be out there pulling weeds nice. and uh, hitting the waves, you know. Nice. Wow. The waves made by the boat while I'm wakeboarding, not ocean waves. Oh, wow. like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> wow. way to go! You share to. Uh... Yikes! Talk to one again. Do you care to share who's uh what friend it is yeah it's it's greg's family actually just continuously loving up on the spicer family yeah they're the one with the texas place right yeah I was gonna say also, colorado yeah the texas place <laughs> and the colorado place and the virginia place <laughs> got it where does this guy come from i <laughs> <laughs> got some academics in the family <laughs> yeah it's like every sibling has a different like property yeah yeah, making the rounds, you know. Gee, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Dom or Olivia, do you guys have anything you want to, about your life you want to share? Anything crazy going on? It's okay if you don't. It's... Uh, crazy life updates? No. I got a, I was at work today. I got like a paper cut. Um, I was doing, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was mailing out a lot of tickets today and I got a paper cut. <laughs> That's um, tough, man. That's tough. So Virginia paper cut, you know, I don't know. Is yeah, this like a workers' that, comp moment? Hmm? Is this like a workers' comp moment? You're going to pay up? Yeah, now? this is me saying, can I have what I paid for a Band-Aid back? Mm. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing's going on. Yeah, no, nothing. nothing's going on with me either. I don't know. I'm just working on pasta, pasta, eating my pasta. Live in the Boston. Live in the Boston. Live in the the Boston. Yeah. Most of what's going on with me is like customer service related. And I don't want to give any of that away yet. So. Yeah. True. I save that. Well, I got one quick story. 
Yes. And then we can get to the, the customer service stuff, the juicy, the meat of the episode. Yeah, that's the topic of today's episode, by the way. For the, for the loyal listeners, they probably they might know that I collect golf balls, right? That's your business. That's my business. I go and collect golf balls. Business is hot right now. We sold 200. Business is booming? Business is booming. We sold 200 today. Oh, wow. That's kind of crazy. Whoa. What are you selling yeah. for? Like how much? So 200 golf balls we sold for $80. So it's 40 cents a wow. golf ball. Oh, my God. Nothing but profit, eh? Nothing but profit. A few, you know, health consequences. Well, not health consequences. The other day, uh, we were on the course. Well, we weren't on the course. We were in the woods next to the course. And it was like 90 out. And I'm sweating, you know. And I'm, oh, no. I'm going through, you know, I'm getting stabbed in the chest with, with uh, prickers and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's <laughs> they don't make it easy to All get All in back a day's there. work. All in a day's work. So like, if it were easy, everyone would do it. It's to that point where like, you know, when you're outside and if like, if you move at all, you start sweating, mm-hmm. and you're just like dripping with sweat. It's at that point. Yeah. I think uh, I don't know if we counted them up yet. Probably like two hundred to three hundred balls at this point on this one hole. A lot of balls. <laughs> a lot of balls. A lot of balls. A lot of ball handling. Um, and next to this course, there's a pond. And we have a tool where you can throw it into the pond. You pull it back out and you get some golf balls. And we're like, all right, we're, it's not a fish hook. It's like a, (laughs) Um, so we're like, let's check out this pond. We haven't been here. Let's see if there's anything there. And we looked in, you couldn't really see many balls, but so we're like, yeah, let's not do it. But as we're walking away, we're, we're about to go back to the car. There's something on the ground sort of near the hole, like closer to the hole than it is to the pond. And it's a turtle. And this turtle's alive. So, you know, being a, a good uh, person as I am, I'm thinking, I don't want this turtle to get hit with a golf ball. Let me pick it up and bring it back to the pond. Don, this is where the fun part, this is where the fun part comes in. I've got a multiple choice question for you. When I picked up the turtle i'm gonna give you four options you got to tell me what you think happened okay okay your options are and i say don because olivia and callie already know this story your options are a i picked up the turtle and the turtle jumped out of my hands b the turtle peed on me c the turtle pooped on me or d the turtle died Originally, when you said, like, something happened, I was like, did you throw your back out trying to pick it up? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, complete side note, I also saw a turtle on the sidewalk weeks ago, but anyway. Um, I'm going to go with peed on you. So pee? the correct answer is B, the turtle peed on me. Nice. Um, so I picked it up, and it just started pissing. Uh, and it pissed on me, like, on... and. As I went to pick it up, I said, Joey, take a picture of me. And um, Joey took a picture of me, and I have a picture of this turtle peeing on me. Can you send this to me? Mid-pee. stream and everything. It's, it's very clear. Can you put it on, yeah. your sto- can you put it on the Dom and Josh story? I'll, I'll post it when the episode comes out. Yeah, it should be a post for sure. It's deserving of forever. Yeah, it's, um, 
because I was very excited to pick. I like turtles. I was very excited to pick up yeah. this turtle. The turtle apparently did not like me. Um, yeah. Defense which, pee. It was a defensive pee. Um, I didn't know turtles pee. I will say the turtle was very hydrated. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it does live in water. Lives in water. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear, though. Yeah. Uh, So that's my my little story before we start. Um, I was really confused because you said I knew this story, but you were talking about golfing. I was like, I do not know this story whatsoever (laughs) because all I saw was the picture of the turtle peeing on you. I didn't get any backstory. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. What was your reaction to all of this happening? Were you like, oh my God, or was Joey laughing at you? What was was going on? I didn't really realize what was happening because I picked it up and, you know, I'm there smiling as Joey's taking the picture. And then Joey's taking the picture and he goes, it's pissing on you. <laughs> and at that point I looked down and I was like, oh my God, it's pissing on me. And then I ran to the, with it in my hands <laughs> to the pond. Um, so that was my live reaction, I guess. But uh, anyway, that's, I've been talking for a while. So I think it's time we, we get to our, our main part. And Dom, what are we talking about today? Today's main topic is customer service. You texted me earlier today, or was it yesterday? Yesterday, you were like, let's talk customer service. And I was like, okay, let's do it, because I work in customer service. So I was like, I'm ready to go. And then we were discussing who we should have on, and I was like, I know just, I know just the two people to have on. <laughs> Are they like completely related to customer service? No, but let's have them on. <laughs> yeah, so we're just kind of, I guess, go around and share some customer service stories. I don't know. See where the conversation takes us. Um, but does anyone? How do we feel about a tangent right off the bat? Go for it. Right off the bat, tangent. I really like the mm-hmm. way that you say yesterday, Dom, because you say like yesterday. And I just want to point that out because I really enjoy it. And every time you say it, I think of it, but it's never really hit until right now. (laughs) (laughs) I've never thought about the way I said it. We should have talked about this last podcast. Yeah, this is territorial yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. Oh, yeah, I hear that. Josh also says his S's pretty interestingly sometimes. Yesterday. Yesterday. I can't think of any specific <laughs> examples, but sometimes you do put a little bit of sh into your asses as well. Uh, like shoulder, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shoulder? <laughs> People listening to the audio of this podcast are going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> just whistling S's. We're hitting that oh, ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> um, Olivia, uh, I, I believe you have a customer service story or something um, customer service related. Well, I kind of feel like we should like start off with our group customer service experience, which is oh, yeah. Great Harvest. Yes. Shout yeah. out Great Harvest and shout out the White family. Yeah. Yes, They're very awesome. kind. Also, actually, this is um, related. Recently, while I was working at Pasti Basta, the Italian restaurant that I work at, um, I saw someone ordered online and their name was... Jacqueline White. And I was like, oh my God, the whites are coming to Pasty Basta. <laughs> this was not the whites. <laughs> and oh. I gave them back bread too, because I thought oh. it was going to be them. <laughs> and it was not. So that was unfortunate. 
Well, those people got some extra bread. I'm sure they were happy about it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, returning customers, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Great Harvest. What are the... You all work there. What's it like? What was it like from a customer service standpoint? Sometimes your first introduction to the customer service industry. Um, I think we had a very fun introduction to... Well... (laughs) Um, okay. So... Uh, we had this trainer come in from the corporate place because it was, like, the first time that Great Harvest was opening. Um, right. Or the first time this, like, the store in this location was opening. So, um, we had this trainer named Janet who came in and was just, like, she was kind of scary, but she was also hilarious. Um... We learned some pretty iconic lines from her, I think. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't say, you can't say try a sample. We had to say, mm-hmm. would you like to taste a slice of this bread? <laughs> 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 and I also remember one time when we were learning about just, like, how to bag up bread, how to slice bread and stuff. She just, like, oh. there was, there were, do you remember this? There was, like, yeah. a bunch of bread sitting on the rack, and she was like, okay, so how would you pick up this bread? <laughs> and she absolutely shoves her hands into a piece of, like, this thick loaf of bread and then throws it on the ground. <laughs> I th- yeah. Like, Don't do that. <laughs> and we're like, all right. This bread, like, this place created, like, gourmet bread. Like, the bread was the the backbone of this place and the bread was delicious and we weren't nobody was like Mm. i don't know that you can get tired of great harvest bread but like it was also new to us so she was destroying what was like a heavenly loaf of bread (laughs) (laughs) we did learn some Uh, useful skills though i mean she did really drill us on customer service which was cool to get when we were like 16 were we because i mean i feel like it gave a good good little backbone in customer service and also i will never forget how to cut a round loaf of bread That's which true. honestly was like the way you like do that that hatch cut you know where it's like gets you the perfect length even pieces oh i'll yeah. never forget that and i appreciate <laughs> every day for that knowledge i remember friends and family being very impressed when i would like bring home a round loaf and i'd like slice it mm. They'd just be like, oh, uh, no. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but now whenever I watch someone cut bread, I'm like, don't crush it! <laughs> <laughs> were there any, um, like, horror stories from that experience? Yeah, there were definitely some, some weird times because, you know, it was the opening of it. So, you know, everything yeah. wasn't, like, very... Uh, Smooth? Yeah. Ironed out? Yeah. yeah. So there were definitely some... It was mostly weird people that worked mm. with us. Some, <laughs> some creepy guys Yeah. Uh, had some folks who liked sliding a little too closely behind people. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, gosh. I don't know oh, the... No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was also... Um, I've experienced this at Great Harvest and at the Field Club. Is the place I, I moved on from Great Harvest. And a common theme is customers coming, taking food that isn't theirs, and then getting upset at you because they took somebody else's food because it's not their food. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is, my God. There are a lot of times that um, I'm working at Pasta Basta, 
and someone comes in and I'm like, oh, are you here for pickup? And then they give me their name. Um, and maybe like, I can't find their order or maybe we have like two people with the same name. And so I'll find an order that I think might be theirs and I'll read out what's in the order. And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's what I have. And then it's not what they have at all. And I'm like, why would you oh, tell me God. that is correct? Like, I'm like, <laughs> like, how do you expect to get your food? I don't know. That happened all the time at the field club. Yeah. Some kid would come up, like, he would see what he thought was his order and grab it. And then, like, I'd be like, um, excuse me, uh, and, and call your name. And they'd be like, but this is mine. And I'd be like, really? It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> you should bleep that out. No, 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 that's a random name, definitely. Yeah, no, it's a random little white boy name. It's just, you know. It's also like sometimes those kids would come up and like they'd order a quesadilla and they'd come up and they'd take like a hamburger and they'd be like, "Is this mine?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not yours. You ordered a quesadilla. <laughs> I feel like these kids are just so used to their moms just like putting food in their mouth that they're just like food here for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like some kid wants like a bizarre order. Like, can I just have a plate of tuna? Like, are you oh. Psycho. That's <laughs> Callie. That's Callie. Callie would be in the All kitchen right. making All right. lettuce and tuna <laughs> sandwiches. With no bread. You know, it is what it is. I feel like for context, we should also say that Dom, Josh, and I all worked at the field club. And Olivia for like a day, right? One day to cover my shift. shift. Yeah. 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 I was happy to have you there, Olivia. But those were like the dark days of the last year of the field club. Because that was like day 13 of 14 in a row for me. And like 98 degree heat. I was honestly thinking about that recently too. And like looking back. I feel like it was probably not very useful at all for me to come in because like you were training me so and it was I was just like working there one day so I feel like I probably didn't make it much more efficient in there you know but the joy but yeah yeah the joy of being there you know? yeah no there's definitely some peace of mind too like having another person in there that just like you can grab drinks or yeah. Like, you could, yeah. could man, I don't think it was a busy day, was it? Microwave pizza. I feel like I remember sitting around for a long time. You took a nap. Did I? I think I, <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> you came in, yeah, you got a free shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and you took a nap, and you got paid. I probably also drank, like, two smoothies. And, <laughs> wow. like, on the, on the topic of the field club, it's not per se, customer service, but do you remember how I started at the tot lot? Mm-hmm. When I was trying to rack my brain over customer service stories, the only stories that I could think of were stories working with those absolute tiny psychopaths in the tot lot. <laughs> those just... Are you, they, like, steal your phone? They stole my phone. They Well, if you want stories that aren't necessarily customer service, but they are field club, I got a couple. Oh, yeah, I mean, go ahead. Just well, to clarify, though, these are not toddlers. So toddler is for toddlers, like people drop off their kids. But you're not, there's also a helper that's like 12. And you're talking about the 12-year-olds, right? There is also, yeah, there's the 12-year-old helper. But, and it wasn't necessarily toddlers. It's like anyone that wants to come in that's under like 13 can just come like hang out. Um, oh. And so I never actually had like toddlers. I just had like eight-year-olds, which are demons. <laughs> 
And they would come in because they thought it was like, oh, this is a fun place without parents. Let's just come in here and like wreak havoc. And I'd be like, can we just do arts and crafts, please? Oh my God. <laughs> but there was a kid of a certain member who I will not name who had beef with the general manager and who we all hated. Do you remember? You name him and I'll bleep it out. His, okay, so Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I have more stories from a different baseball <laughs> camp. Okay. Um, yeah, but his little, like, little brat kid would come in, and he would just try to fight anyone that was in the dot lot. He was just throwing hands, and he would not listen to me. Like, no matter what I said, he just, I had no authority over this kid. And so I was like, I don't want to get in trouble for you fighting in here, so if you're going to fight, like, just go outside the gate and start fighting. And so they stood outside the gate and they started throwing hands. And, they, <laughs> and then their parents oh came God. over and they were like, what are you doing? And I was just like, mm, that's what you freaking get for trying to fight. I was like, it's not my fault. You're outside of my gate. You're not my responsibility. And <laughs> if you want to fight, just go go do it. That's go funny. So they, they listened to you about, like, going outside. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, all right, I'm not even going to try to stop you anymore. Just leave. Just, like, stand right outside the gate, and you can do whatever you want. Um, and then that same kid, the same person's kid, one time, we were there, and he was actually being, like, relatively chill. And then he was like, I have to pee. And then stood up and just started peeing on the shed that was, like, oh, right God. next to me in the tot lot. Like, the little playhouse. Just started peeing right on it. Just dropped trowel right there. I was like, oh, my kid? God. He must have been, like, seven or eight. This kid. No, he is. Yeah, he's seven. He's seven. seven because he was a kid at my baseball camp. Oh my god! And so I was in charge of for a few years the six and seven year olds, and sometimes the eight year olds. And my title was like director of player development. Um, and I basically just tried to like keep the kids from killing each other for four hours, and then walk them to the pool. And sometimes the kids can be nightmares. Sometimes they can be really pleasant. And that kid was one of the worst. <laughs> not based on like ability like baseball ability just based on the fact that like he would incite mass chaos Mayhem. we nicknamed him um what do we give him the nickname who is the serial killer from oh the manson we nicknamed we nicknamed him charlie manuel who is a baseball player because it sounded like charles manson <laughs> because oh we thought he was charles manson because he would incite violence among all of the other campers and then he would cry to me saying like this guy started and i was like no i saw you the whole time like i'm not dumb and i'm normally like amazing with crying kids like i'm actually really good with kids um i was like <laughs> no like i saw you the whole time go have a seat on the bench you're out for this drill or something like that you're out for this game like you don't get candy at lunch you give out candy <laughs> whatever like, that kid yeah. <laughs> was a nightmare. And when I club after camp, he'd be like, so we're cool? I'd be like, no, we're not cool. Get out of my face. <laughs> Eat that kid. God. Oh, oh. We know where he got it from, though. I, I ain't saying nothing. Oh, my God. The got it from. dad asking me, like, hey, can I get a grilled chicken sandwich? And then I give it to him, and he's like, oh, but I didn't want the chicken grilled. Go <laughs> <laughs> like, f*** yourself, dude. <laughs> didn't he also make uh, like some sexist comments i can't really remember them right now didn't he? oh yeah yeah okay um oh, i don't remember 
so so oh god i don't know how much i i should go into this but basically yeah i was standing next to <laughs> we have your my address, boss sir. <laughs> i was standing next to my boss and we were talking and then he came up and started talking to us about some nonsense you know how much money he's got or something and <laughs> this woman walks out weirdly common topic at the field club who's who's like uh my boss's friend and she's like walking away and he makes some comment about like you you hitting that to my boss and my boss was like uh no man she's just a friend and he goes, he does something like, yeah, man, if I wasn't married, like, you know, I, you know, I would. And like, I'm standing there. And at this point I'm, you know, little old me, I'm like a 20, yeah, 20 year old, 21. I mean, obviously that's old enough to hear this conversation, but like the fact that he was saying in front of me was crazy. And that's how, you know, you know, how like ingrained in his mind it is to like objectify women. Wait, so like, you were like very clearly in earshot, like. He said it to me and my bot, like, there's no way. Oh my god, that's crazy. Oh my god. Some people are entitled, and they think they're entitled to things, and then they think women are things, and then they think they're entitled to women. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that happened a lot at the field club. <laughs> oh, the field club is a cesspool. Seriously. Oh. I mean, the people that work there, except for the lifeguards, the people that work there are great people. Like, I, lo- I love my boss. Yeah, fuck those uh, Maintenance, Maintenance was good, although they're Wait, yeah, yeah, maintenance. I maintenance mean, uh, snug, cool. Staff. Tennis was fine. Again, the lifeguards, we can, yeah. but everybody else. <laughs> everybody else was good. Order <laughs> snugger muffins with bagels in the middle of our rush, you scumbags. <laughs> oh, the tennis? Ten- oh, your- oh, lifeguard, lifeguard. Oh. Lifeguards, well, 15 minutes off break. We've been going at this six hours, <laughs> no break. I hate you guys. I don't forget that. <laughs> Sorry. Fired up today. <laughs> um, does anybody have a customer service story where they're the customer? So, like I do. For example, mm-hmm. um, the reason that I thought of this idea for the podcast yesterday is because I went into McDonald's after class. I was like, I'm going to get something to eat. Let me go into this McDonald's. And I ordered. And the entire time I ordered, from the time I ordered to got my food, the person who took my order, and this was inside, this wasn't at the drive-thru, this was inside, never looked at me. (laughs) They were always looking. There was like some conversation happening, like to the left of them, and they were just looking to the left of them. And I like wasn't sure if I was supposed to order. So then I just like started ordering and they like started typing it in. And then I had like a code on my phone that like I was <laughs> show him. I was like, I have a code. I have a co-. and he's like, he's looking, he's still looking, and he goes, Can you read me the number? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, I go, uh like one seven two three. He goes, That'll be uh seven dollars. And then like <laughs> that was it. And then I got my food and left. I was like, damn, you you do not enjoy this. Yeah, I don't know if I have one specific one, but kind of like that is whenever I seem to go into Subway, every single time they have AirPods in and they are not, not paying it to you at all. It's like the same sort of deal. Like they would rather be doing anything else. Yeah. It's always Subway. I don't know why. They always got the AirPods in and they're always like 
open the door, I walk to the like the start of the line, and then they come out five minutes later. And then they don't say like, welcome to Subway, how can I help you? They just like slap the parchment on the table. <laughs> and then they're like, what kind of bread? I'm like, uh, Italian urban cheese. And they just grab it, yank it, slice it open. And then they just slide it. And then they just expect you to rattle off your order. The whole time they probably listen to like, I don't know, true crime podcast. <laughs> I had, um, I had a Subway experience a couple of years ago where I ordered and I got through this whole thing. I think I got two sandwiches. I was like ordering for myself and a friend and I got to the end and you could tell the dude was just like done. He was just like, he did not want to be there. He was not interested. And for some reason, the cash register just wasn't, or like the, you know, the computer wasn't working and he tried to ring it up and it came out to like $2 and 50 cents or something like that for two 12 inch sandwiches. And he just looked at it and he looked at me and he looked at it and he was just like, That'll be two fifty, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you sure?" And he's like, "I'm sure." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, sounds good." Great. Yeah, so I've been there. That done worker at the end of the day who's just yeah. like, "Just, just let it end." Just take you it. Know, just so let I it can end. Go home, please. I think I shared this story on the pod the other day. Not when I was the customer, but. When some guy, it was like 9.30, I was like ready to go home, 9.30 at night. And I'm selling game tickets. Um, and this guy comes up to me. And then I read him off the price of the ticket. And he's like, I've been buying tickets since before you were born. And I was so done. Like, I was so tired. I had worked since 8 a.m. that day. And I was like, that's fascinating. The price <laughs> does not change. And he was oh like, God. not having it with me. And I was like, I don't care, dude. I don't care. The <laughs> two thousandth person I've come into contact with today. I don't give a f- <laughs> I'm so tired that I did not care. I mean, honestly, what else are you supposed to do in that situation? Be like, oh man, yeah, yeah I can't. Call the the owner of Fenway real quick. See if we'll change the. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get, I'll get the socks owners down here immediately. Sorry, you're three times my age, and because of that, we don't have that. Sorry. Well, speaking of, all right, this woman calls, <laughs> so we have like phone customer service as well. This woman mm-hmm. calls the socks and complains about, uh, so when you buy tickets and you download them, you get them on the MLB app. Um, so that's Major League Baseball's app. That is not our app. So if you have a problem with that app, and like just not, not like your tickets aren't loading or something like that, like you just don't like how the app functions, you can take it up with them. You don't call us and yell about it. So then my friend Evan, who works the phones, they called Evan and started yelling at Evan. And then this woman says that she's going to come in and file an official complaint with the app. So <laughs> Evan walks over to me because I was at the window today. And he just goes, this woman's going to come by soon and file an official complaint. We have no system of taking official complaints. That's not a thing. So you're just going to have to like this bullet on that one i was like all right man got it <laughs> so then 45 minutes later this woman we'll call her karen uh comes by, <laughs> and comes by the window and she's like yeah like this uh i was trying to buy tickets but this app doesn't tell me like the exact seats that i am sitting in and i was like well ma'am uh like it actually does but the seats when you pick a section automatically generates the best available seats 
So if you go to your car, you'll see exactly where you're sitting. And she's like, but I, I don't like that. And I was like, well, I don't set up the interface of the app. I can actually do anything. I can purchase, I can sell you tickets right at this window. If you want to buy them, I can pick out the specific seat, benefit of buying in person. And she's like, but I want to buy it online. And I was like, well, and she like was like, I want to find an official complaint. So I write it down on a post-it note, like everything she wants. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then she wants like, can I have all these discounts? Like I'm a, I'm a senior. And I was like, no, and then she wants to go. <laughs> she wanted to buy tickets for the upcoming series against the Yankees. And the way ticket pricing works is the better the team, the more expensive the ticket. Yeah. So the Yankees are going to be the most expensive ticket all season long. This like this blew her mind. She was like, are you kidding me? I was like, once again, I did not set these prices. <laughs> she wanted to file like another official complaint. And she's like so just like condescending as well, like the way she's talking down to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah. And so she walks away and I just look over at Evan. I take the sticky note and I just shove like this the official <laughs> complaint. God. And my boss was there the whole time he was like, at a boy. <laughs> <laughs> like we have no system of official complaints. Like what? Bonker. So I just went off on like you guys you guys can talk now. I was <laughs> It's, it's very funny when someone calls and they, like, want to make a complaint. It doesn't happen very often at Posse Vasta, but, like, sometimes someone will call and they'll be like, I just want you guys to know that I was not very happy with the amount of vegetables in my grilled vegetable plate. And I'm like, <laughs> I am so sorry. I will make sure to let the owner know that you weren't okay with that. And then, like, I'll I'll tell the, the manager and be like, that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it is beyond me that people will get like so mad over something like that where they're like I need to call or like I need to go in person and tell them how I feel it's <laughs> wild to me it's so wild I cannot even imagine the only time I, I can't imagine the only time I could remotely be that mad is when my DoorDash food was stolen uh, even then like I didn't like call and complain I just tweeted about it <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then DoorDash customer service replied to my DM and they were like, sorry, like, it's okay, oh, guys. I'm not actually that mad. Um, it's sometimes <laughs> it goes the other way, like positive customer service experience. I had a guy come into the office and say like, I saw you at the game yesterday and I just want to say like, you were so helpful. And he like thanked me personally. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was like tearing up. I was like, that's so kind. Like you can get so far just by being nice. Yeah. I'm saying like from the customer to the service member, like if you are nice to people in customer service, they'll do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. Anything. That reminds me of the time at the field club again. There's a old woman that goes there who is the kindest old woman in the world. Mm-hmm. And my first year there, I made, <laughs> we made quesadillas and I made a Parmesan quesadilla by accident. I took the wrong cheese and I, <laughs> I gave her this Parmesan quesadilla and I gave it to her and I realized it after like I handed it out but she had already taken it and like I'm feeling terrible and she comes back like 10 minutes later and she goes like who made this quesadilla <laughs> and I'm like oh god do I I, I was like uh, I, uh, I, think, I think I probably did and she goes that was the best quesadilla I have ever had. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. 
Like, <laughs> you are the sweetest person on earth. Also, there's no I way that, that was the best quesadilla you've ever had because <laughs> that was the wrong cheese. <laughs> Even today, I had this Danish family come in to the office to buy tickets for July 4th. And the Danish guy talked to me, super handsome. He was like, hi, mate. Like, I want to buy some. I'm butchering the Danish accent, doing an Australian accent. Anyway, he like was super nice. And we just like, I, he knew nothing about Fenway Park, just knew that it was like a historic place. So he like wanted me to break down like where to sit. So we, I talked to him for like seriously 15 minutes, just like breaking down the, who the Red Sox were. He just <laughs> knew, he didn't know anything. He just knew that he needed to see it. So I like walked him through it and he like couldn't have been nicer. I was like, this is like the best interaction I've had today. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> like, it's so refreshing sometimes. Yeah. And non-American customers are always the nicest. They're always, always like, the so nicest. sweet for no reason. I'm just like, wow, okay, so I love sweet. you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people from Massachusetts are just kind of assholes. Worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> the worst. Yeah, <laughs> the Northeast. But I feel like Massachusetts specifically, people like, outside of Massachusetts say that people in Massachusetts are just, like, really rude. But, like, I'm out here trying to change people's minds one one customer service experience at a time. I'm just trying to be as nice as possible. <laughs> like, the other day, I got DoorDash. Your DoorDash store reminded me, Dom. And it was, like, 8.30 p.m., and I caught Chipotle, like, right, right at the tail end of it. And I was ordering DoorDash, and I was so excited because I didn't have any food in the house. And I got like a full bowl and I got a tortilla on the side and I got guac. It was so nice. And then I got my order and I was like, yes, my food. And I opened it and it was just a tortilla and chips and guac. And I was like seething with rage and I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> I said, I'm going to let you have a pass, DoorDash. <laughs> I don't feel like complaining today. <laughs> Honestly, though, um, DoorDash is the worst. And they do not deserve a break. <laughs> so after witnessing, and also myself, dealing with, like, DoorDash management many times, they're, uh, they're pretty shitty. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what DoorDash stories do you have? Um, I mean, I don't have a ton most of the time. It's just, like, issues of, like, something goes wrong and then, like, just, like, the people that should be dealing with the issues at DoorDash are incompetent. But also, um, the people who are DoorDashers are often, like, very interesting. <laughs> I know, Dom, mm. you've been a DoorDasher before. First-time DoorDash driver. Yeah. That's why I understand. I understand the Dasher pain. I was, I was in their shoes. Yeah. But so many times people come in, and I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? And all they do is just immediately shove their phone in my face. No words at oh. all. And recently, there was even a person who, like... They had their phone, like, turned sideways, so I couldn't really see their phone. And when I tried to look at it, they almost, like, they, like, turned it away from me. And I was like, <laughs> you're not going to say anything, and you're also not going to let me see your phone. <laughs> Who the order's for? So what do you want me to do here? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's an interesting experience sometimes. That's why I would walk into restaurants and, like, I have to be on my best behavior. Like, I have to be nice to these people. I'm out of that game now, though. Sometimes they're super nice, though. People who are, like, yeah. regular dashers will come sure. and be like, oh, hi, how are you? And, like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, but you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought of another random customer service story. It, it, there's no segue to it. Um, but when I was working a job at a farm stand in Enfield, 
there was one time, I guess this isn't that exciting of a story, but to me, it was the worst thing that had ever happened to me. So, well, first of all, this is, you know, same job, but my hair was purple, and the number of, like, over 60-year-old men who, when I was, um, cashing them out, they'd be like, I don't know if anyone's told you, but your hair is purple, and they just thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing <laughs> that anyone has ever said. And I swear to God, at least 10 different people said it, like, in the same way. And I was like, is this some, like, person <laughs> joke that I'm just, like, not in on? But every time I was like, oh, that's so funny. Give me a tip, please. <laughs> but one time I was cashing people out, and there was, like, a really long line. And I was new there. And it was one of those, like, old-fashioned cash registers that had, like, the receipt roll in it and would, like, print a receipt. Mm. Um, and I mm. ran out of receipt paper when there was literally, like, 10 different people in line. And I didn't know how to change it because no one had ever taught me that. And that's just not a skill that I know off the top of my head. <laughs> and I was trying to figure it out and everyone was so impatient. And I ended up having to be like, hey, everybody, does anyone in line know how to change the receipt paper? Because I was there completely alone. And I had to, like, bring someone up to the cash register who was very kind, and they helped me change the receipt paper, and then everyone was waiting, like, 15 minutes, and I just felt so oh, bad. Man. Oh, God. I've been there. Changing oh. the receipt paper is really a struggle the first time you do it, you know? Yeah. It was tough. Not intuitive at all. No. I don't know if this is, a, like, a general, like, anxiety thing, but every customer service interaction i've ever had especially when i'm making food so at great harvester at the field club every time i hand out the food mm-hmm. even if i know i've done everything correctly you know i looked at the food the food's fine i hand that out and i'm like that's the, that's the worst burger like, <laughs> that is they're gonna come back and complain like i would like oh, like man. or like you know you forget something like yeah <laughs> like mustard or something and then you go and hide you're like i'm just not gonna deal with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's tough because like for any place where you you're making food and then they're like staying in the vicinity like the mm. food you know because like mm, i yep. now i'm only doing cashiering and so people take their food and they leave you know they drive like 40 minutes away mm. sometimes so it's like i don't have to deal with them afterwards they don't like it at most they call and they're like you forgot this i'm like oh sorry about that you know but like i feel like if the people are still just sitting there and they can like you know see the errors it's like man that's yeah that's tough another thing that i've ran into at the field club is i don't know i don't know if this happens to you at all olivia either um but the way the field clubs work is you order at one window and you walk like 10 feet and you go to the window to pick it up. That's where you pick it up. And people would come and they would order like, I want four chicken Caesar salads, two burgers, a quesadilla, uh, and three smoothies. And then they would walk from where they just ordered it to the pickup window. Oh, uh, yeah. And wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I like you, you go up and you're like, yeah, it's not going to be ready for like. 15 minutes you just ordered like 13 things and you're 17th in line yeah uh, <laughs> sorry uh, yeah the waiters are the worst um the waiters but yeah people who just stand there and wait um <laughs> screw waiters <laughs> yeah people will like 
stand outside. It's like we don't have like an area where people can really like stand inside, but people stand outside and look through the window and like just like peer through. Just like and it's just like it's oh so God. uncomfortable the way they like peer at you through the window. It's like you're in a fishbowl or whatever. <laughs> but oh um, yeah, we do also have people who will like call and make an order and then five minutes later they're at the door and like, Hi, I'm here to pick up and I'm like Oh, we're, it's we're in the middle of a rush, and you just ordered, you ordered steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ordered a well done steak, sir. <laughs> you ordered fresh crab. We still haven't caught them yet. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've got one more question. Okay, before right. we before we go, this is totally off topic. It was a question that came up to me, and it's 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 a saying. Um, better to ask for forgiveness or permission. Better to ask for forgiveness than permission. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you guys' thoughts? But that does not work well with my anxiety. <laughs> I actually had an experience today that kind of relates to that where I was looking at the Lisa house and one of us smokes, and it's not me for any parent listening to this, I promise. Um, and it said no smoking on premises, but one of us wanted to smoke outside and so we we were like do we just move in and don't tell them and just do it anyways and hope that they don't get mad about it or do we like call them and be totally upfront and ask if like we can make it work and we called them and they said sorry no you don't get the house so yeah maybe it is oh. better to ask for forgiveness yeah. you never know yeah they probably would have never known yeah i think it also depends entirely on the person that you're like going to be asking forgiveness or permission from yeah <laughs> like if it's someone maybe you know well then asking forgiveness is better than asking permission i feel like it's or well, no like if you were like the well again it's example by example because Callie, for the person that you were leasing the house from if you knew them well mm-hmm. there's like a rule like don't smoke on the premises like oh they won't care anyway mm. you just won't tell them and then if they find out say sorry mm. something i don't know it goes both ways it's just a case-by-case basis yeah. i think of it as like if i respect someone i don't want to like disrespect them by doing something that i know that they're not okay with and then having to ask forgiveness i'd rather just be like totally up front because i just i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to make anyone feel disrespected that makes sense yeah, and also I just uh, if I feel guilty about anything, I throw up. Um, so like, <laughs> if I did something wrong and someone was like, "Hey, did you do this thing wrong?" I'm, I'm out. <laughs> They'll know. <laughs> I can't really think of a situation like where I've had to use that at all. Mm-hmm. Not even know. like with your mom about like can Josh come over or something like that, or just like not asking and doing it anyways. I feel like I am also just, like, I feel very guilty about, like, possibly lying. And so I just am much more likely to just ask permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, I know in the case of, like, asking my mom, I knew the answer would never be no. It would just be, like, I would ask just to make sure, like, she's, like, prepared and is not stressed by someone randomly showing up. Yeah. Yeah. It was never like a forgiveness. Like I'm like sorry, I stressed you out having so on so over. Mm-hmm. 
should have asked and then you knew that two people were coming over and then you wouldn't have been stressed or something like that you know what i mean yeah sure my mom is very much like complete transparency all the time because she's so afraid of getting caught in a lie or like doing anything wrong ever like she was crossing the border to canada with ed (laughs) and they were like asking their usual routine questions of like do you have any weapons or like that type of stuff like they were in the driver's side window and she leans over ed and says we have a pocket knife (laughs) 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 and he was like uh ma'am that that's fine (laughs) you can have a pocket knife she's like okay i just didn't want you to search the car and then think we were hiding weapons (laughs) that is so suspicious too like that sounds suspicious Yeah, she's a scaredy cat. Oh, man. Thank you for indulging me. Um, And thank you for coming on the podcast. It was an honor. Thank you. Thank you to you both. It was really great. I had a great time. Now now we do our our, um, weekly prayer that Craig doesn't, you know. He's recorded the podcast. So if you're listening to this, (laughs) <laughs> on any podcast platform of your choice, that means that Craig did his job. If you're not, then I'm sorry you don't get a podcast episode this week because we're not doing this again. <laughs> or we can come back with a completely come back with a completely different topic. Yep. All right, today we're talking we're talking sharks. Yikes! Ooh, but actually, I'd I would partake. I would I would actually talk sharks for. <laughs> I don't think I really have anything to say about sharks. Some sharks have live babies, and they have like even umbilical cords in them, and then they they give birth to live young. Oh, it's starting the podcast now. That's talking sharks. All right, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Dom and Josh podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you to Callie and Olivia. Peace out.